Game begin. Hello and welcome to Dadgum Nerds, your podcast for family first fanboy fun. I'm your host, Andrew. I'm Zach. And today we have got episode 67 where we've got a really special episode for you guys. If you didn't know, Zach and I go quite a way back and we've got a nerdy story. Wait, 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 way back, way back. Yep. I got a nerdy story or two that we need to tell. And I promise you, you'll want to stick around for it. Mm -hmm. It's definitely worth your time. Uh, If you like what you hear on this episode, we'd love it if you subscribe on YouTube or your podcast platform really helps us grow, especially at this stage in the process. Don't Uh, be a scrub. Sub. Subscribe. (laughs) <laughs> why do i know you <laughs> <laughs> why do we even go way back why, how has this you... lasted <laughs> well hey before we start what if what anything happened to you guys in dad life this week you guys how many other people are you seeing andrew you know it's just do you want to tell me who you're seeing andrew it's habit it's tell what are their names okay. are you seeing them right now <laughs> bob and <laughs> um i actually have a great one that happened two days ago oh, okay so you know, with the time change mm-hmm. and as a parent, if you've ever not liked time change, being mm-hmm. a parent is only going to make you hate it with that much more of a passion. It's so bad because, oh my word, like just that extra hour that you cannot explain to your kids why they're up and wired at four o'clock and um, you're like, no kid, please go back to sleep. I'm not looking forward to this one coming but, up. Rowan is now not used to the sun being gone way sooner than okay. it has been. So he took a particularly long nap the other day oh, and, no. <laughs> and he wakes up and he goes outside. He, he goes to his window and he goes, wait, it's dark outside. And like, yeah, buddy, the sun's gone. And then he goes, Oh, I've been tricked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he got that, but it was just, Oh, I've been tricked. I mean, it was some, <laughs> I mean, it was some sort of like court gesture, like, oh, God, I've been tricked. Like, it was just funny. His whole countenance, it was like he was reciting something, but we don't know where. And we can't think of anything he has watched that that would have been a direct quote. So Uh, it's just it's pure Rowan. I love it. Yeah. I mean, he was he is going to be a performer. That is for certain. (laughs) We had I had a funny one. We were actually in the middle of teaching Theodore to potty train. And uh, while he was sitting on the potty. Uh, he was just like playing. I'm sitting there right in front of him. He's just sitting there like playing with my hand, you know, just, you know, folding fingers, playing back, playing with it a little bit. And he starts, you know, I've got my figure out and, you know, five number, you know, like the five digits. And uh, he starts, I think he pulls back my pinky finger. I'm like, okay, you know, and so I just, you know, cooperate. He pulls back another, like my ring finger. I'm like, no, 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 bud. He pulls back my thumb. I'm like, <laughs> No, no, no. Just please pull back the middle finger. And he's like, nope, we're pulling that index finger down. And I'm left there holding the burden to my kid. <laughs> I mean, you're you're really wanting him to go poop there, I guess. Yep. <laughs> potty I, training at its finest and all, potty humor. Yeah. <laughs> of all the configurations of my hand, that's what he decides to go with. And then but. he just stopped. He was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right, guys. Hey, let's start this discussion. So like we said, Zach and I go way back, uh, all the way back to college, which was initially where mm-hmm. we first met. Uh, for Regent better, University. Yep. For better if or for worse. heard of it. I've been dragging Zach along ever since. Uh, I've really gotten him to come out of his shell since then. 
I know. I used to be shy, and then I met Andrew, and just that vivacious, outgoing personality just drew me out. You know, mm-hmm. yep. I I have that. I can't. Get, on I couldn't. I couldn't get a word in edgewise with Andrew. Yep. Well, hey Zach. So how in the heck did we meet? What, what was it? It was like a ice cream social the first year we were there so on that's campus. When, that's when we we first technically met. But I mean, if you've been to college and lived on campus, like you meet so many people that first week that like you could meet someone and not even remember them. Uh, I mean, technically that, that first week I, I have been told I even met Meredith that week. Oh, your sister. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have like Gandalf. I have no memory of this place. (laughs) I mean, like I, I do not remember meeting your sister, but apparently I did at the ice cream socials. It was one of those high buy situations. But yeah, that's technically where we met. But the first real memory mm-hmm. I have of you and Brett, and I mean, we we had the same, or Brett and I had the same major. We were in like the same social circles, but we lived on different floors. Yep. And while that doesn't seem like a huge distance to no, overcome, it's, it's like it was a like its, away. It was like its own ecosystem, mm-hmm. uh, just on the floors of this building. So. We had, we had some classes that overlapped, some with Brett, uh, I guess not with you because you were more animation, yeah. but there was one day, this is in Virginia, and it snowed, uh. and as good old <laughs> Southern boys, we lost our minds. It was insane. I think that was the week that it snowed in Virginia Beach, 8 mm-hmm. to 12 inches. Which to us was like... I, it comes in pints. Yeah. Like, like we, we didn't know snow came in those quantities. Cause at home you lose your mind and the state shuts down if there's a flurry. So to have eight to 12 inches, we were like, Whoa, this is amazing. Now all of the people who are from like Pennsylvania and New York and that you know, was all, the big deal. Yeah. They're like, what guy, what's wrong with these people? But I, I just remember specifically, we came down with our little toboggans and mittens on and we were like, yeah! I mean, we had like super bowl snow levels of excitement day! on this snow. Yeah. Lost our minds. And that, that was the first time I ever really remember having that like camaraderie yeah. of like, Hey, Hey, we're, we're Southern boys together. Mm-hmm. This is fun. I still remember uh, that your mom cooked a cake for Brett for his birthday that first year. That was actually my first memory hanging out with you, really. Right. Um, and I mean, and I should remember because y'all came down to my room and yeah. my mom basically threw this impromptu birthday party for Brett. For Brett, who he they'd known for like a month. But it turns out like our moms like really hit it off. Yeah. So at that same ice cream social that for me was just a high buy, our moms had this like lost sisters mm-hmm. connection with each other. Our mothers. Yeah, so my mom somehow found out through the grapevine that Brett was having a birthday, and my mom is one of the most sympathetic people oh, out yeah. there. Empathetic, also extremely sentimental, wants to include people and in everything. And so she got thinking like, oh, this is Brett's first birthday away from home. If my son was away from home, what would I want to do? And so she like came up and gave him a birthday party, went to Harris Teeter, got a cake, made chili, Cause she knew college students just make food and they will come. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we had a birthday bash in my room. I, and just, I, I just remember thinking like, we've only known you for a month and you're throwing Brett like a surprise impromptu birthday party. Like what? Okay, cool. You're like of all the weird things here at college, this one takes the cake. <laughs> 
So anyways, that was my first memory. And so we go through college, fast forward, you know, a bunch of memories that's there, obviously. This, well, this is not why people though, are here. Real quickly, though. Okay. The reason why we didn't have more memories of each other in college uh-huh. is Brett was in ROTC yep. and a full-time student and mm-hmm. doing a bajillion other things. So his life was basically spoken for because he would get up at like, what, 4 a.m.? to go do it was workouts in the morning yeah. and then he would go to classes and then more ROTC stuff. So I hardly ever saw Brett, but Andrew, if we have not brought this up before on the podcast, turns into a pumpkin about 9 PM. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't know how he has survived doing these podcasts late into the evening. <laughs> so Andrew would just be shut in off. bed at like nine 30. <laughs> oh, like Ar- Ar- Artie and Aria, oh, like rim sleep. So, at college, though, the night begins at oh, yeah. 10 o'clock. Like, that's when social life begins. I used to be a morning person, but since I'm an extrovert, I totally switched cycles and became a night owl because that's when people do stuff. So it was not uncommon for us at like 11 o'clock to decide, let's go to the beach because it was only, you know, 15, 20 minutes down the road. Well, I remember distinctly one night at 10 o'clock, <laughs> I knock on the McPherson brother's door and like, don't hear anything. I'm like, why is the light off? It's only 10 o'clock. <laughs> Andrew comes to the door and is in full on pajamas, bear just coming out of winter hibernation mode. And like, it's 10 o'clock. That, and and like, that, that was my mentality, which again, I like shut down and my, like basically bedtime was 10. And so to have somebody knocking on my door at 10, 10 30 at night, I'm like, the crap they're thinking. And so I, I'm just this golden retriever like, hey, we're going to the beach. You want to join? I just remember Andrew's face didn't change at all. And he was like, it's 10, it's 10 o'clock. o'clock. Like, did, did you not hear me? Did you, I stutter? Yeah, did I stutter? What are you doing at 10 o'clock? Anyway, so we didn't really have that much time to spend with each other until that fateful snow day. Yep, I remember that. And so fast forward, obviously, we're not here for that. Zach and I end up becoming roommates, but there was a couple of things that happened right before that. Um, uh, so Zach graduated a year before I did. Mm-hmm. And then I obviously graduated, I think it was uh, December 2013. Yep. And uh, that was right about the time that Brett got married. Since we had a connection with Brett in college, Brett asked Zach to be the photographer for his wedding, which Zach very happily did. And I agreed in a snap. Yep. <sighs> And then he shows up at the wedding. We're like, we connect. Turns out that uh, he works at a company that has a job opening for exactly my position. And we reconnected. Long story short, brought me to Atlanta. And it was a bit of a process bringing you to Atlanta Mm -hmm. because at the time I was the video team for the company that I was working with. Like I did everything, pitched the project, shot the project, go home and edit. I mean, my life was plan shoot edit go to sleep repeat so i had been talking to my boss like we need an editor like i i can't continue to do this in comes andrew just graduated and i knew was a talented animator editor so we first started out like i so desperately wanted andrew to come to atlanta that for a while he was commuting from birmingham to atlanta on just like a gig to gig basis and my my first trip to atlanta was two days after snowpocalypse 
Yes. So yep. I, I remember getting stuck in traffic bad there as, you know, cars peeled off on the side of the road, which for anybody who's listening to this and not in the South, not in Georgia or <laughs> Alabama, you have no idea what we're talking about. That's when Georgia got two inches of snow and it stuck around for three days. Well, it shut down the state because everyone literally lost their minds. Yes. I mean, school was let out early. No one knew how to drive. There was people who gave birth on the interstate yep. because they were stuck in their car for that long. But this all's is to say this is about we, a one of the job. All to say is the one big thing that was preventing Andrew to come to Atlanta is he didn't have a roommate lined yep. up. I was in an apartment with four other guys and uh, we were in a sketch part of North Atlanta. It really was. I mean, looking back, I'm like, how did we why? survive? Why? And, and just, why? you know, why? I mean, it was not uncommon for us to just wake up and like, oh, hey, just step over the hobo that's in the the, the causeway in between apartments. And yep. it was just like another normal day off Delk Road. Uh-huh. So we, uh, so important context at the place that we were working, they offer free lunch to their employees. Yeah, cafeteria setting. And uh, Andrew, coming fresh out of college, you know the value that food has to a fresh out of college male Free with limited food. income. So and, Andrew and just, was like, and just so you know, one of the like video game RPG perks that has been blessed to me is large appetite. <laughs> well, let's just say that Andrew did nom 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 mm. all throughout lunch, and his I didn't pace myself. Mistake <laughs> is that he didn't pace specifically his carbs. Yep. So right around two o'clock, all of that carb crash came hitting in all of its carbohydrate glory. Man, Mr. Sandman was just like Irish dancing on my head. Andrew Ew. was was falling asleep standing up. That's how tired he was off of this carb crash. Well, in the middle of of recording, the thought just occurred to me like, wait a minute. Why couldn't Andrew and I? become roommates and so just in the middle of shooting i yeah. i look up and i go andrew and and he thinks i'm calling him out for falling asleep on I, the job i so. had nodded off in a corner for like 15 seconds and so, and so andrew oh i'm so sorry so he thinks i'm calling him out i'm like no no totally okay man just don't eat as many carbs next time listen why can't we be roommates and, and that is how it was born yep so we ended up moving to a much nicer part of town Yes, and uh, actually got a steal on this two bedroom, two bathroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And that's where we, we were for almost two years. Yeah. For about two years. Uh, but the kicker is in that apartment. That was kind of like our peak nerddom, like so much. So we decorated the place and obviously nerd stuff, but we were very tasteful about it. I remember that. It we was were like tasteful taste, nerds. The tasteful nerd apartment. Um, well, some of it's right there behind you. Yeah. So for our podcast listeners, you're just going to have to bear with me just for a second. But behind me, there are two posters from Mass Effect, and it's kind of this minimalistic. I don't know what you call it. Minimalistic silhouette. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we had those hanging up in our apartment and, and every all the artwork kind of looked like that. And so. We're like, well, we yeah. were very intentional, like black frames, minimal design. So let's see, we had Mass Effect, we had the Marvel, Star Marvel, Wars, Star Wars, we had uh, uh, DC coasters. Uh, you, 
yep, Game of we, Thrones coasters. We had a Legend of Zelda picture on the wall too. Just we just had a bunch of stuff that was in the apartment. But all the all but this to say, the piece de resistance. Oh, though, okay. Was the quote that brought it all together. So oh, that's right. We, we got one of those wall quotes. Yeah. And it, it took us a while because I mean we were thinking of like all those not all who wonder are lost. You know, like some of some of these. Mm fantasy classics and what we landed on was the c.s lewis quote saying that one day you'll be old enough to start reading fairy tales again and it just popped it up on the wall and just i it, it was just such a happy cozy place at the time and i really did I, I look back at that with a lot of fond memories but speaking of happy memories we got a butt ton of memories that happened in that mm-hmm. place that we just absolutely loved so well, and 90% of them are nerd related. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So we didn't just decide, all right, episode 67, we're just going to regale you with all past. I mean, we're not that old. No, thing. we're doing, we're actually talking nerds and we're talking about like our peak nerddom. It really was the peak of our nerddom because now we were nerds with disposable income. <laughs> That's true. It absolutely is true. So we, we spent event a lot on think geek. Yes, we did. Uh, we also spent a lot on Moe's, which actually ties into our first yes. story that we did. So Zach and I, we, you know, us being single college guys, uh, out of college guys with disposable income, why cook your own food when you can go out to eat? Welcome to Moe's. <laughs> so there was a Moe's that was like walking distance from us up the street, mm-hmm. up the hill, right up the hill. <clears throat> and we went there almost every day for lunch we went there an embarrassing amount we'll leave it at that yeah like we 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 got the t-shirts on cinco de mayo accidentally just because we showed up at our normal time you know it was we may have memorized all their weekly specials yeah i'm not proud of it but it <laughs> they happened. may have known us by name i yeah and uh <laughs> the, the kicker right after that too was it didn't happen every time but there was a dunkin donuts that was right next to it and so uh, the, our thing it's weird. So we would get our Mexican food from Moe's. Then we'd walk over and pick up uh, not only just a nice coffee at times, but also a donut from Dunkin Donuts. I mean, it's Dunkin Donuts. What, yeah, what do you, you want from us? Yeah. So but we take we take our haul, take it back to our apartment. And it was like you said it earlier, Zach, like an old married couple. Oh, listen, we had a system. Yeah. So we didn't just get Mexican. We had it down to like the most efficient amount of footsteps. So like we would walk in, they would already start preparing our order because we basically got the same thing every time. Andrew would stay at the <laughs> counter and pay. I would go off and get the salsa and all of the napkins and stuff. We would then meet at the door, walk out. We had our set order at Duncan. We would be putting in our order on the app as yep. we're walking to Duncan so that it's basically ready as we arrive. We then get back to the apartment. I would unlock the door. Andrew would turn on the light. I would get the TV queued up. He would get anything else remaining. Out I get of the, the food. I get the food set up. Yep. And then again, we would meet back on the couch. I would be pressing play on Battlestar Galactica. And without a word exchanged, we would begin to eat. So say we all. So say we all. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was a system. We in the system. I, and I just have vivid memories of that's how I watched Battlestar Galactica was at that time over lunch over most. I could still taste that home wrecker in my mouth and that Dunkin Donuts iced coffee, which if you've never had Moe's and Dunkin Donuts coffee put together, let's just say it's an acquired taste. It's special. But yeah. I, I'll say even to this day, when I get a whiff of the El Guapo salsa mm-hmm. or a French vanilla Dunkin Donuts, yeah. part of me goes Cylon. <laughs> I feel like I want to watch Cylon. T- takes me back. 
But little did we know, (laughs) the day that we looked up the nutritional value of what we were consuming. So for a hot minute, Andrew was looking to get more fit. Um, So he, at first he did CrossFit and nearly killed himself. (laughs) Um, And so instead he was like, hey, will you do Orange Theory with me? With his little place right up the road, yeah. And at that time, uh, I was like 10 months from getting married. So I was like, you know, being in shape for, you know, marriage. That sounds like a good deal. I'll do orange theory with you. Well, little did we realize that orange theory wasn't keeping us in shape. It was the only thing between us and diabetes. We, we owe orange theory our lives (laughs) because the sodium content alone from Moe's and the amount of chips. Cause I mean, like a bag of chips is not a serving size. It's a good start. Yeah. We would literally ask for water cups to fill it with the salsa. Oh, the song. Forgot about that. We did. <laughs> so we did the math. We were eating 300% of your daily dose of sodium at just, Moe's. Just at Moe's at that point in time. And then we're going over to Dunkin' Donuts and getting a sugar <laughs> between I, the, the flavored iced coffees. And then you would get either the sour cream donut and then I would get the old fashioned cake donut. But I mean, either way, ignorance truly was bliss. Oh, it was this awesome. moment in time. Listen, and then, two bachelor nerd bachelors. It was the life. But y'all, we had two more meals during the day. And one <laughs> of those meals was typically Chinese food that night for the place down the street. And it we, was sketch. We act so it's funny. You would go in to this Chinese restaurant and it's all people who aren't Chinese. Very clearly not. It was, it Chinese. Was usually, yeah, it, it really. Yeah, it was like, OK, what's up? And it was very sparsely decorated. Like there was one table and chair. There was nothing on the walls. There was never any music playing. It, it kind of felt like they were just the minimal amount of what it took to be a restaurant. But what? But their food was good and it was cheap. It, and what was crazy too is that periodically we'd show up and there'd be like a nice black car just parked out front, parked out front. Nobody inside. You could tell the, the owner was in it. And it happened more than once. And, and so it, we made the joke like, oh, I bet you it's like a drug ring. It's probably run back. by the mafia or something. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be a front and like totally kidding. And then one day we called <laughs> and it just kept ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. And we're like, OK, no, they must be slammed. They never were. So I don't know why we thought that. So let's just drive there and we'll, well pick up our food. Yeah. And well, we, we show up. And that is boarded up with caution tape. And it says it has been seized by the Marietta police. (laughs) No joke. Like they raided it. And our first thought wasn't like, oh, that sucks. It was, dang it. We can't get Chinese food. (laughs) Dang it. We can't get our crack infused Chinese food, which is probably why it was so good. It's It's just trace amounts. Trace amounts of dope was probably wafting through our wontons. Oh my goodness. Oh, it was just uh, that th- th- I have vivid memories of watching Battlestar Galactica. We'd probably, we watched something else nerd at night. Usually we'd do like video game sessions at, at nighttime night. too. Yep. Um, and we would just like throw down at Mario Kart for hours on. Oh, end. listen, Andrew and I got nationally ranked at yep. Mario Kart eight. And uh, you want to share the story of how we got to play Mario Kart eight. Uh, so, I think you're actually going to do a better job at this because it was you and Nick who yep. 
decided that, okay, we found this really good deal on a Wii U on eBay at the time. But it was, it was a wind waker. Right. Wii U. So it came and that's how I played wind waker was on this thing. So you guys Mm -hmm. bid for it on eBay. You guys pooled your money together and you guys won this legend of Zelda eBay. uh, And we got uh, it for like a steel man. I mean, we got it like a hundred dollars less than, than retail rate. And it came with a, a butt ton of games too. Yeah. That were, that were like legit good games on it. I remember wind waker being one. I think Mario Kart even was with it. Um, it was just, it was a great deal. It truly was. So anyway, it wasn't Amazon. This was not two day shipping. Get that prime out of this house. We had to get standard ground shipping on this. Yes, it was. And I mean, their tracking was kind of useful, but our apartment complex was notorious for UPS being late mm-hmm. or they would say attempted delivery, but couldn't find. And you're like, that's bull crap. I didn't even see a UPS truck. Um, <laughs> what was so, like the last stop? It was always, uh, anyway. it, was, it was, I think we had the struggle bus part, I, portion of UPS. I remember waiting for the day to get super smash brothers for Wii U and I ordered it in the mail. And obviously like <laughs> you wait the whole day for it. And it's like, it's going to come, it's going to come, it's going to come. And it was UPS or whatever, you know, and it came at like 815 that night. I'm like, okay, it's here fine. But yeah, it, it, we were waiting for this Wii U. Yeah. I mean, waiting like Christmas morning. I mean, we might as well have had footy pajamas because we were that stoked for this coming. But so- I, re- I remember the day that it was supposed to come was a big deal because you and I, we obviously were working together. I had my computer editing in one room. You were working in your room on stuff. And I remember as we're collaborating on stuff all throughout the day, it was always kind of like this. Okay. We're working right now, but really all we're doing is just waiting for the Wii U to show up. We're just biding time to wait for the Wii U. So I remember I was in your room. We were Mm -hmm. in the middle of an intense edit. And then we hear that fateful on the door and so it was one of those like so i don't remember walking to the door i just remember i was just there i remember you gliding to the door i'm pretty sure i got there in like three skips like i i don't think i hardly touched the ground so i am as giddy as a schoolboy at this moment but i opened the door and like totally put on the professional like uh, is this uh apartment blah, 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 blah. Yep. That's me. Zach Yoakum. Yep. All right. Sign here. And I'm like, okay, yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, I closed the door, <laughs> turn around and Andrew is already there in the living room waiting for me. And without a single word spoken, both of us come in the middle, jump up and like some sort of high school musical eighties movie freeze. The little heel kick thing. Jump up and did our heel kick. Like, <laughs> We were crying, laughing on the floor for 10 minutes. No joke. It was 10 minutes. We had a Wii U that was sitting there waiting for us to open and we couldn't because our sides were splitting open from laughter. Because I think it struck us that we're like, here we are, two grown men acting like five-year-olds about something called a Wii U. <laughs> and we, then we toss those, we toss those minds, those mature thoughts out of our head uh, very quickly once Wind Waker popped up. <laughs> yeah, but we got it set up and man, did we play the heck out of Wind Waker. So it was, it was really, really fun. Oh, and then shortly after that's when we got Mario, Mario Kart eight and, and spent way too many hours. We threw down. I mean, that that's what we would do mostly in the evenings is play Mario Kart eight. 
and I think we were in the upper 10,000 of yeah. the USA at some point. And I, I, I remember too, uh, like, it, it's kind of funny because even from that time, like I spent so much time doing that. Obviously Mario Kart 8 come Mario Kart 8 deluxe comes to the switch when I bought the switch, obviously I got a copy of that. <laughs> Muscle memories happen. Even now as a dad, I barely get time to play this. But when I pop Mario Kart 8 back in just for like those little things, it's like the muscle memory kicks back in. You like, remember ah, all the shortcuts. Here's where you do the power news. slide. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I remember my my combo is I would actually play as the me because mm-hmm. I actually liked the, the weight handling on that one. Because, I mean, you did have stats mm-hmm. in Mario Kart 8. So, I mean, depending on what CC you were playing, you'd have a different setup and you know, what course even, but I was the me, I would be the blue Falcon. So yep. from, from the, uh, the not sub zero, what am I thinking? F zero uh, X. Yeah. Yeah. The F zero games. And then it was the slippery wheels, the green slippery wheels, which is funny because like, I know a little bit more like about the tiering system at this point, none of those items, none of those configurations are like top tier Mario Kart stuff, but we were good. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, again, we were in the upper 10,000s. Yeah. Um, we, so we, did, we did a great job with it, but that's not really the best video game. I think escapade that we did in that. I, I've got two memories specifically, um, one of which is probably going to lead better into the rest of it. But um, I remember specifically my greatest video game accomplishment of all time. Yes. yes. Took place in that apartment with my brother, Nick. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever played um, any of the Tales, T-A-L-E-S games, Tales of um, series that's it's it's come out of the years. Fantastic JRPGs. So if you're a fan of Japanese RPGs at all, you've probably heard of these games at some point in time. If you've not played them and you want to check it out, it really was fun. Well, Zach had really good memories of Tales of Symphonia, him and his brother. Yep. Yeah, we had actually rented it on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like we rented it from Blockbuster. So that oh, should already tell old. you like how Dude, old it old. was. Yeah, we were. So, I mean, so we had gotten it the remastered version. Yep. And uh got it on the PlayStation, pl- hooked it up. And when Nick would come over, we would just make our way through the Tales series. And Nick was over fairly often. So, you know, we'd, we'd open that up every week or two. Um, and he'd stay for a bit and we'd stay up late. Well, in, a, the, in typical Andrew fashion, he was the long range magic <laughs> user in the back. That's right. Nick was the giant axe wielder that just like, and then I was the guy who was always up close and personal slashing with swords, quick sword. It's so it's funny how our, our, uh, I know our layout is really reflective of personality. It kind of is. (laughs) So anyways, we beat the game. It's a, it's a great game. I highly recommend it. Um, and one of those stories that like has layer on layer on layer. And like you, it's almost like a, uh, a Russian nesting doll. To where, like, you think, oh, man, I'm, we're almost to the end of the story. Huh? It's bigger? And then you think you get to the end of that, you're like, oh, man, this is a great story. Mm. Huh? How big <laughs> is this universe? Lots, so of surpri- lots of surprises in it. Obviously, you get to the end, you beat the final boss. It's a, quite, it's a heck of a fight. Um, and But that is not the hardest challenge in the game. The hardest no challenge sad. in the game involves um, you go to this library. There's this, like, cursed book. Um, and you actually go to Neville. Long story short, you get pulled into the book and the realm that's like cursed in this book. Nibelheim. Um, and I, and when I say everything in this realm is against you, I mean everything in this realm is against you. It's you're a sadistic dungeon design. You're put through. You're put through a maze. 
there's no like you go in with whatever items that you need to and there's no additional items that come. Yep. So you can't heal. You bring in what healing you have with you. No save points. No save points whatsoever. You're going through a maze. And but the deal is, long story short, you basically have a meter that if you take too many steps, that meter will go down. And if you go all the way down, you get kicked out of the thing and I have to start all over again. Back to the beginning. It's called soul fire. That meter. that yep. meter. Uh, so basically every step that you take is precious. Every step you take. I, I'm going to fast forward through this because oh, there's a lot more to this. But long story short, we get to the very end of this. We have put three hours into it at this point. And it's to late get at night, this. too. I mean, it's now like one o'clock in the morning. And part of the dungeon is you fight almost all of the bosses throughout the game. Sometimes the, teamed up. But they'll throw them at like three of them at you at once. And you get no additional help. It's just, all right, now you have to defeat these three bosses with the same squad of four. So it was have a, fun. It was a heck of a fight. So we get to the final one and then the, oh, the little cutscene pops up and it's the three final bosses in the game all at the same time. And Nick and I were not expecting this because in the GameCube version. Yeah, they didn't have this. You beat the final boss and then you defeated the dungeon. And so we're like, yay, we're going to get the best weapons. And then there's so, this additional cutscene. Now they're making you fight the three final bosses and we're losing our minds. And so we spend like 20 minutes, like just went on, like wait, didn't clear the line of dialogue necessary to move on because we're like, okay, all right, Nick, you're going to need to do this. You need to equip this and do all this kind of stuff. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. You know, we'll have the computer who's the healer over here doing mm-hmm. their thing. You know, they're just going to go to town. Here's the, here's the thing we're going to go. Okay, cool. So we advance through the cutscene, and the bosses as they're talking, you says, usually you're in a group of four and they say, okay, pick your three best fighters. And we're like, what? And our hearts just drop because not only did we just spend 20 minutes creating this beautiful strategy that had just been rendered moot. If you lose this battle, that's it. You go back to the beginning, back to the beginning, start all over again. And so we have, this is the most angst I've ever experienced with a video game. I mean, I'm talking like head in hands on the couch going, how do we do this? One of us is going to have to play a character that we're not used to playing, but, Mm -hmm. but who's going to make that switch? What, we had a four pronged attack strategy. How do we reduce an entire member? So we spent easily 30 minutes talking about who is going to change with who, who was going to play as this character. I remember my brother was like, listen, I'm going to play this like guy. I never play as, but I'm going to use his kicks. And we're like, shut your face, Nick. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But ultimately, can, can I fast forward through this? Uh, just be, just be for sake of time. We get into this boss fight, and when I say that we pulled this off with the skin of our teeth, I mean it was the skin of our teeth. We it really came down to the amount of items that we equipped. We got lucky and had a random a random bonus that happened during this that had never happened during the rest of the game. Or and we've never encounter. seen it, never seen it since. Never seen it since, and it saved our butts at the right point in time. Long story short. We the first boss of the three goes down and we're like, <gasps> oh, my gosh, we oh can do gosh. this. We can do this. We can and do then this. He, then the next one topples. And then finally, the last one goes. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And it's like one o'clock in the morning in a, a cramped apartment building. And so we know that there's like paper thin walls mm-hmm. up over top of us. And so we're like, we want to be conscientious because we're just like we're cool like that. But we beat 
one of the hardest video game accomplishments of our lives doing this. And so I have vivid memories of us <laughs> jumping up and down like we're on pogo sticks circled around each other. And we're going, yeah, yeah I mean, it sounds like we're a horse because we're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I can't believe we just did that. And it's I mean, so tough. Anyone who was looking into the apartment would have thought that we had just watched the World Cup and the World Series and the Cure for Cancer all happen at once. No, we beat Niflheim. We beat Niflheim on the PlayStation remastered version. It's and even the and my crowning achievement actually comes on the trophy that you get on PlayStation for that one. It Mm. literally says, like, you cleared Niflheim. You must have cheated. Yeah, like they made it so crazy hard like statistic levels of hard that they're like you must have cheated you must have cheated isn't that like the only platinum award you ever no, got i've got, I've got uh, it was a gold one so platinum okay. is only reserved for like when you clear everything but it was so it was their highest one past that okay uh, but gotcha. to, to date that was the biggest video game accomplishment however that was not the biggest video game thing that we did in that apartment that goes to your bachelor party. Yes. Yeah, so not going to lie. My bachelor party was a sight to behold. So <laughs> really we, was. so my bachelor party actually happened about five months before my wedding. And that was just because some of my groomsmen from were from out of state. So we just were like, Hey, doesn't really matter when this happens. Let's pick a time where we can all be together. So we just so happened to time it right after the release of battlefront two and oh, no, right no, before it was the first Battlefront that came out, you know, for this latest. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It, so consoles. it was the first Battlefront. I just I think of it as it's not the OG Battlefronts. So, right. uh, the, so that's yeah, right. The, the, new the new the new Battlefront, the, the new Battlefront one. And then right before the release of Force Awakens. So I was like, all right, I have this vision. What if we got six TVs, six Xboxes and six copies of this game and had one giant battlefront land party yep and we pulled it off we did. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know six people who had an xbox at that time i'm not even sure how we pulled it off we pulled our resources together i'm sure that georgia power went what is happening at 2047 <laughs> powers ferry cox um, communications was like the heck is happening man right because we somehow fit it with our Tetris mastery all in that one apartment. Mm-hmm. And we had a blast. We even got custom robes oh, yeah. with embroidered patches and we were robe squadron um, and yep. all my groomsmen had their call signs. So I was robe leader. Then there was robe two, robe three, robe four. So Andrew, you were robe six, six. Yep. And so, and the rhyme of reason was I did it in the order in which I had met everyone. Yep. So, Andrew, remember, not value, just order in which I met. Yes, I do. And it's kind of funny. I can walk right now and pick up the patch. I know exactly where it is. I didn't save the robe, um, but I did keep the patch. Cool. And I mean, we rocked it. So Mm. we kept a we had a giant whiteboard and we kept tally of our wins and losses and I remember we had 87 wins and 13 losses out of 100 matches. That's a pretty ridiculous win rate. And, and the I only think reason I, it wasn't higher right. is because there was a couple scenarios that were just broken that if you it was One a shit was, battle, yeah. it was a shit battle and you were the empire, you were going to lose. Yeah, because those TIE fighters just were crap. They were awful. So but we had so much fun doing that. And I, I we had a, two other bachelor parties in that place. I remember that we had your brother Nick's. Which we did Skyrim themed. And and the one thing I'll mention from that is I took the time (laughs) to print out labels for every single item in the apartment. 
and gave it like a quick description and a value. So and I mean, a, like you would go uh, up to the weight. picture and a weight. And so like you would go up to the picture frame or like the salt and pepper shaker. Like I did it a label for everything. I, I don't even remember having this much free time I, I before being a dad. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. But, but the other thing that I remember from that bachelor party though, was that we had a, we Jedi knighted him in the dark with glow up lightsabers, like from that scene from Gendy's, uh, the Clone that, that, Wars. That, that was my bachelor party. Oh, that was you. Oh, that was you. Yeah. So Nick, what we did, they is all we, blend together. Yeah. At, with Nick, we got him like this legit, like fur drape, got him like the helmet with the horns. Like yep. it basically, we basically took him to the top of Kennestone mountain uh-huh. and then did a like cosplay photo shoot as him as Dova King. I remember that now. Yeah. Yep. That's what we did for him. But we also did your bachelor party. And we apartment. did. And if you've listened to the after show, we've told the story before, but it's just, it's too sad not to tell. <laughs> you say sad. I mean, uh, admittedly, like from the outside looking in, it was like, it's that so was pathetic, <laughs> but it was so much fun. Like it was we, so fun. We played so, putt, putt. We started the day with putt, putt, which I mean, <laughs> that that tells you anything about the caliber of the day playing putt putt on a bachelor party is tight it was um (laughs) but we went back to the apartment and zach and brett had tracked down a bunch of copies from a bunch of classic n64 games we hooked up the nintendo 64 and stayed up until the late hours of the morning playing the heck out of that thing and we had all like a whole bunch of 90 snacks like fruit roll-ups fruit gushers if i remember correctly we got the gushers we had the kool-aid squeezy drinks oh yeah and it was just it was basically a sleepover all over again at the nintendo 64 for people playing co-op and you would think that we would have spent the night playing classics like goldeneye Star Fox 64, but no, instead the games that stole the night were Mario Tennis. uh Uh-huh. And then with not even a close second contender of the amount of time spent, Mario Mario Golf. Golf. (laughs) I I just now thought of this. We started the day with a putt putt. And we we ended playing Mario Golf putt putt. Why have I never put that together? No, it's so bad, though, because, like, we all were into it. Oh, we were so into it. It wasn't like we dragged someone around kicking and screaming. It was like, oh, no, man, you need to use your your eight wedge here instead of your nine. And, oh, use your power shot at this one. Oh, good putt, good putt, good putt. Yes. I mean, like, to the point where we were, like, standing going, are you kidding me? I should have nailed that putt. Oh, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And you know what? I'd do it again. We should still, we should do that again. I still have the N64 and Mario Golf. Oh, it also just came out on the Nintendo uh, uh, online subscription. But not the, the same experience. You got to hold true. your controller like this. It's good. It's not the where, same. Where is my third hand? <laughs> what? How do I need three hands? Why? But you know, um, we also did some other fun video game things. We actually played the OG Battlefront one. Oh, but we, we did. would do it. We would do it a special way. So we were so good at it. And even when you had the AI cranked up to max, I mean, it was still fairly easy to win. We'd murder. So what we did instead is we would set a new goal. And when I say goal, like I'm just laughing at how nerdy this was. We even (laughs) had a like tally chart where we We were keeping track of each map. So what the goal was, was how quickly can we beat the Uh map? And the way you would gauge is how many remaining allied troops that you had. So it's how, how bad could you win the battle? 
Yeah. So you were, you were up against yourself. Right. So like, it was not uncommon. Like you would typically start with 250 allies and it was not uncommon for us to win with like 180 allies left, which if you've ever played battlefront is a trouncing, Mm -hmm. but I mean, Andrew and I would know all the shortcuts to like, all right, if we beeline at the very beginning, we can actually steal their tank like a half second before they jump into it and then just maul them down at the spawn point. And we had it down per map, man. That's how nerdy we were. Oh my, I, I'm bringing back but memories. We, but I we totally had to be coordinated. I will say though, we had to be very coordinated because uh-huh. Andrew would have to take something at just the right time so that I could get into a ship at just the right time. And mm. then it was like this very intricate dance because you were not only having to beat the enemy, but you would have to prevent your allies from being stupid. You, you were, <laughs> and when we say stupid, like, literally lemmings going off of a cliff amount of stupid <laughs> yeah it really was oh that was so bad and it was like sometimes you'd pull off a perfect match but your guys just had a special level of stupid that match and you're like ah, oh, dang it come on guys get with the program well that reminds me of speaking of special level of stupid and oh, no. i'm gonna have to call you out on this one Andrew. oh no this didn't happen in the apartment Okay. But it happened while we were roommates. Okay. So we took Andrew to Stone Mountain on a hike. Oh, no. And I've since learned to never have Andrew tell me about what medical things have not happened to him. Because <laughs> we were on this hike. And kid you not, in the course of this hike, he goes, you know, fun fact, I have never sprained I've my ankle. I've never sprained my ankle. About not, not 15 minutes later. He is, and it wasn't even a big thing. He jumped down like a step that was like this big. And all of us on this hike heard an audible pow. And Andrew hits the floor. And like, <laughs> ah. And and we're in the middle of nowhere on this hike. Like we're all on the backside of this trail around the mountain. And so like, I, <laughs> I, I remember hobbling and being supported, getting into the car. And it was just like, I was so much egg on my face. Like I've never sprained my ankle. And you know what? I've never since. <laughs> so, I've never since. And I mean, he was out of that. He was down for the count for like two weeks, letting it recover. Oh, it was and bad. so I've told Andrew, I'm like, you're not allowed to tell me you've never had a heart attack. <laughs> Don't tell me you've never had a brain brain aneurysm. I've like, never just stroked. Never tell me these things. Right. But then I said, maybe you can put this to your advantage. I've never won the lottery. I've never won a million dollars yeah. before. Unfortunately, it just seemed to be. I've never just had a new car given to me. <laughs> it seemed to just be around a sprained ankle. But that was that was a fond memory. If that is my superpower, that is the lamest superpower ever. Speaking of superpowers oh, no. and superheroes. Another fun thing that happened while we were in the apartment was Andrew perfected Dragon Con in one go. Oh, this was so great. So Andrew, growing up in Birmingham, had heard of the famous Dragon Con, which mm-hmm. is Atlanta's version of Comic-Con. And, and it's, it's almost as big at this point. At this almost. point. But, but even still, it's only about a tenth the size. Yeah. Um, but I said, Andrew, we're going. Like we're, we're going to drop some cash and we're going to go to this thing. And I, Andrew really ever doesn't ever need to go again. Cause it truly mm-hmm. was dragon con perfecting schlock. I'm, I'm, I'm good I mean, to, go. to quote Dwight Schrute because while we went, not only did we get to be first in line for their equivalent of hall H. Yep. But we got to be first in line for a Battlestar Galactica panel. Wow. That just sounds so pitiful when you say it. <laughs> 
But like, if you go to Dragon Con, you know how significant that is. No, but like, it, I mean, there's tens, tens of thousands of people who are in just crammed location. And we just happened to be at the right place at the right time that when the and line opened up and befriended the line guard. Uh-huh. We did. I remember we we're talking with him and then that, you know, opened up. We were right there ready to go. And we were, I think, actually number two in line. There was a father daughter that was right ahead of us. Uh, I, I remember it differently. But, I thought we were number one and two, but. But I either way, we were at the head of the line on a major yes. event like that, which contrasts my other event that I did in their Hall H. I forget that what the name of it is. I went and saw Patrick Stewart, um, Sir Patrick Stewart, who came into town, was just like, this is awesome. And so I got there, you know, an hour or so beforehand. I kid you not, that line walked out the building, went around the building, and I stood at the back of the hotel mm-hmm. in order to get into this event. And then the event started. They opened the doors 15 minutes before the event starts. I didn't get in the building, into my seat until 15 minutes after the event had started. So to stand in line and even bigger panel with Battlestar Galactica and be at the front was like, what, what else do you need? But in addition to that, Andrew went to a star Wars panel with mm-hmm. my all time favorite star Wars author, Timothy Zahn. I'm like, who the I heck mean, is this guy? The, like, the, the man's a legend in star Wars EU fandom. And Andrew's just trouncing in as this newbie going, Oh, Timothy Zahn. Well, who's this during the course of the panel? He wins a raffle for a signed copy of of the, of the, the book, of book two of the Thrawn trilogy. Yes. Of, of the heir to the empire trilogy. It and is. It's on that shelf right there. I'd, I'd grab it, but our podcast listeners are, you know, whatever I wasn't, but he wins this signed copy and I'm just there drooling and also just so upset at the injustice of I've been coming to dragon con for years, a faithful reader of I've Timothy's read all on the book, books yeah. and you just get it like, you know, it's it's nothing it's totally wasted on you. But I will say as in I, Andrew's defense, as, as I'm like, you know, folding the pages in front of my nose, like, you know what that smells like? <laughs> Victory <laughs> smells like suck it. <laughs> Fresh suck it. But uh, I will say in Andrew's defense, he did go on Amazon like that night and purchase yeah. the two other books and he did it. He did it justice and read them. But that actually leads into one of my other favorite memories. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I like, I love the heir to the empire series. And so I was like, Andrew, 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 please, before you open the first book, let just, let me go grab something. Andrew doesn't know what I'm doing. So he's like, just sitting there on the couch. Like what, what's like, about to happen? A, I'm like, this is another one of Zach's stupid ideas that I have to put up with. Like, come on. So unbeknownst to him, I had queued up the star Wars theme, like the opening credits theme on his phone, on his phone. And so like, I, I had this grand idea that like when he opens the cover, you know, I, I would hit dun, 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 dun. Well, little did I know that printed on the inside cover was just the words Star, Star Wars. Wars. So it was like this beautiful moment. Like I was like, all right, I'm ready. And so Andrew opens the book and like in time. Dun, 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 dun. And like, I remember Andrew had this like splurge moment. He just went happy attack rise. It's like, <laughs> It's just like everything inside me convulsed with happiness. It was like, it was just so, so much perfect on one little couch. So <laughs> I had forgotten that stupid oh idea gosh. or not. You, you got to start off your air of the empire trilogy off. Right. Son. 
And we, so we uh, were in this apartment and we were roommates for about two years. And we obviously these are the highlights. We really did have a blast during this time. Um, but we ended up going like to cap it off. We ended up going on this road trip before Zach got married to Meredith, who happens to be my sister, Zach, for better or for worse, is my <gasps> brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. Well, I found out that, you know, I thought Andrew was just, you know, being nice to be my roommate for two years. He really was just grilling slash interviewing mm-hmm. me for two years to yep. make sure I was good enough for Meredith. Yep. If I Which apparently I passed the two test. Years, yeah. I passed the test. And then I, I used to joke with Andrew. I'm like, all right, Andrew, I'm kicking you out. I'm getting a roommate upgrade. <laughs> yep. So we, uh, we right before he got married, I think the month before we ended up planning a trip just because we had so much fun together. We really just hit it off. Well, we want to go out with a bang. One last roomie. Let's, go out, let's go out with a bang. So we ended up going on a road trip uh, down the uh, Western coast, starting in Seattle uh, and going all the way down to San Francisco yep, down and the one Oh one and highway one. Oh my gosh. It was so beautiful. Had a blast. Well, we're going to talk, we're, we're going to talk more about it at the after show and save some details for that one. But that was we we really had some great moments on that one too. One story that I will share from that trip mm-hmm. is that Andrew can sleep with the best of them. Oh yeah. But there was this one night where we, we were in the Redwoods. We had this amazing hike, lots of fun stories that you'll see in the after show, but we went back to the place that we were staying and Andrew slept for 14 hours straight. Mm-mm. I couldn't do that again if I tried hours. I almost, I, I actually snuck into the room at one point to make sure he was still breathing. I think I fell asleep <laughs> at three o'clock in the afternoon after this big hike. And then I woke up like five or six o'clock the next morning for the next thing that we were doing. Yep. It was like, ridiculous. I've never done anything like that prior. I mean, um, you, you went into full on hibernation mode, but it was, it was such a blast, but it was such a great way to cap off the time that you got married and I ended up mm-hmm. finding a new place. Then shortly afterward, meeting my wife, Kristen. So really all it took was not living with you to go find my wife. So that's it. <laughs> I was holding you back. It was just yep. too much nerd. Zach was, <laughs> Zach was the <laughs> obstacle that I had to overcome. <laughs> I was the opposite of a wingman. I was the, uh, I don't know what the opposite of a wingman I, is. The, the, the turd nugget. I don't know. <laughs> that were opposite of wingman that's what you go with i don't know uh either way well hey guys uh we absolutely had a blast with this we hope you guys did too uh leave a comment leave us a mm-hmm. like uh subscribe to the content subscribe to dadgum nerds if you think this is something that you enjoy we really do have a blast doing this and it helps uh our engagement uh and helps you helps us grow at the stage so yep, we've got room for you mate all right we're gonna get to our closing thoughts of bun count <laughs> So, I mean, I just had, I had a blast for those two years. I look back at them mm-hmm. so fondly and little did we know that from that relationship, we do this podcast together and have well, a whole bunch of other I mean, dads mixed in. Beyond that, I mean, from a dad perspective, it's just, it's really neat to, we have all those memories together and now we see our kids yeah. starting to create their own memories together. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's a, it's a weird place to be, to think about like, we have memories and very mm. soon like Teddy and Rowan will have their own memories and experiences of this that we're time. not a part yeah. of. Yeah. And so it, it's just weird to think like, man, they're going to have their own lives. And, and then when we're empty nesters, maybe we go on more road trips down the Pacific uh, Northwest. Oh, we just need to go down the Pacific Northwest again, because that was just freaking beautiful. Period. So, yes. Yeah. Sign me up. Done. <laughs> 
Uh, well, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Zach, you want to help close us out? Yeah. Hey, please follow or subscribe. Really helps us get out there to other dads so they can just enjoy the camaraderie. As I said, we've got plenty of room, mate, for this uh, this podcast. And then in addition, go to dadgumnerds.com. There you can find our merch store and more importantly, a link to our Patreon program. Patreon. Yeah, we've got a Patreon program where we absolutely have a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. we got a ton of perks on there for you guys. Anything from the after show, which we do after this, uh, which is oh, it's just always a, so much fun. Um, but we also have a ton of perks like being able to listen into a podcast recording or even some of you guys have heard as of late. We're inviting our guests, uh, our patrons yep. on here as guests. So if you want to be here on the show, that's the place for you to do it. Uh, we also have our Discord place where if you just want more dadgum nerds all throughout your week, we've put, we're hanging out on there all the time, posting news, nerd stuff, funny, random stuff, just having a blast. Overall. Our meme, our meme game is, it is strong. strong. The force is strong with that. It is. So if you want the moral of the story here, be sure to go to dadgumnerds.com and be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. We really meme it. Zach, what's the pun count? Well, with that one sliding into the finish line, that puts us at a healthy six. Oh, man, a light week. Uh, well, you know, honor, I'd, we're going to say it's an honor in me. Well, but we're at 67, which puts us at two thirds and two thirds to 100. <laughs> Repeating. Repeating. Yes. Yep. Well, Round hey, guys, that's all, that's all we've got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you later, Daggum Nerds. See ya. Game over.